Ladies and gentlemen, in the course of human affairs, uh, sometimes we have to pause. We have to pause and put an end to the humdrum to and fro here and there, um, hustle and bustle of uh, daily life and news events to take time to pause and recognize a milestone. That milestone, this is Chapo Trap House's 500th episode. Oh, snap. So I want to thank everyone uh, for Woo. joining us for this uh, in- incredible anniversary. I mean, who who thought it would happen? But I got to say, there is a certain uh, kismet, a certain cosmic resonance to the fact that our 500th episode falls on the same day that both uh, Neera Tandon is having her OMB nomination, Eat Shit, and <laughs> is basically the one-year anniversary of Bernie winning the Nevada caucus. So, I mean, it's just, it's just a, strange, it's a strange feeling. There's a strange vibration in the air that, that these events would, would thread together to coalesce around our 500th episode. But there's, it's just there's an ineffable feeling. It just, there's a, it's just I, I, t- I taste Chapo. I smell it in the air. It's like, you know, right before rain, yeah. you can sort of taste it. Yeah, I mean, I, I'm, an, I'm an L.A. girl now, so I believe in, like, um, the moon and, like, <laughs> universe and like stars and things um so clearly there's some sort of um something's in retrograde i don't know i haven't done the reading yet but like there's definitely something cosmically significant about our 500th episode and you know uh, i don't know if you guys have been following as far as the near attendant thing goes i mean it, it it's hilarious i mean it is so funny she deleted over a thousand tweets before her confirmation hearing and she is going to eat shit because of uh, uh joe manchin and then like when that happened they were like don't worry we've got susan collins and mitt romney in the bag and um that's not happening either but the, but the thing i want to say about oh it is like, no <laughs> uh it, it, it is funny as hell that um bad tweets are what is going to sink like her access to like the one thing she's been working for her entire life, like a cabinet position in the democratic white house. But one might call it irony. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But the thing is though, I mean, one might say this is ironic too. Uh, She won like her and everybody like her won. But the funny thing is it's like, it's never good enough. Like, like all, all the, all the Nira people, all the fucking uh, resist, all the Warren fucking snakes. It's like, they got their way. It worked. Everything they did worked. And like I said, this is the one year anniversary of the day. Uh, you remember that we were at a bar in Las Vegas. Uh, it was the day of the Nevada caucus, like that evening. And Bernie had just given his victory speech. And we were be- in a backyard bar in this like really cool bar in Vegas, filled with people outside together, mingling, having drinks together, smoking cigarettes outside with friends and a rainbow, a full rainbow just appeared over the Vegas Strip. Yeah, it had been raining very hard uh, during the day, and then it stopped, and then over the back of the bar, there was a, a perfect rainbow. A perfect rainbow uh, to, 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 to mark what really, I mean, like I said, there, you, there was a feeling, you could taste it in the air, but that feeling was probably the last good thing that's ever going to happen. <laughs> At least to me personally, yes. <laughs> I remember an old timer coming up to you, Will, and, and, and yelling in your face, it's going to be a rainstorm in the desert before Bernie wins Nevada. <laughs> and, you know, uh, like I said, we all know what happened with that. And it's, uh, it, it's Nira and, and people like her uh, got their way. Um, and just the fact that she's going to be denied this, this cabinet position is, 
uh, I mean, cold comfort. I mean, if, you, if, if people would like to ascribe her losing this nomination to me and the show personally, I'll take it because, you know, it, it's what we have now. But, uh, like, it just, like, it, it, there's not too much opportunity to fucking um, uh, do a dance on this particular grave because, I mean, uh, what is dead may never die. And, like, you know, that <laughs> it's just, uh, like, they got their way. They got their fucking way, and they're still not happy. I think also, I, because uh, of the, the, the Fran documentary, I'm like, shit, I've never read Edith Wharton. I should read Edith Wharton. And uh, so I started with Custom of the Country. So you got your Undine Sprague, um, the aspirational girl who wants to rise through society. And she keeps doing it, and she keeps succeeding. But then she gets there and finds that she's unhappy self-sabotages, and then blames everyone around her for her failure. So I'm sure Nira thinks that we're the reason she's not getting exactly what she wants and that we're the obstacle, but ultimately um, she ruins her own life constantly, and at the very least, we get a little chuckle out of it. Yeah, she never had to do all those posts. There was no, that was not part of the job description. Like she just has to launder money from Gulf Monarchy. She does not have to go online at three in the morning and have arguments with uh, Trill Beria all day. She did that because of, of the howling spirit within her. And now, no, it's going to keep her from what she would have thought would have been happiness. But of course, if she had gotten the nomination, if she'd actually gotten the confirmed you know that it would have been 18 months before she would have gone on a fucking bender, uh, posted at somebody like a picture of a gun and had to resign. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, this is all, this is what the world is now. Awful things will continue to happen. I mean, um, there will be temporary reprieve, and by reprieve, I mean, when we reach half a million COVID deaths, Joe Biden will light a candle and uh, accidentally walk into it. Um you know, he'll clip into the skybox during the State of the Union or this like an evil person who's gotten what they want will fuck themselves strictly because of what they've done strictly like, you know, this is I, w- I wish this were us, but it- it's not, you know, Mitt Romney yeah, she'll go to w- bed tonight being like, ooh, chapel. Yeah, we have no purchase in, in, in Mitt Romney's world or Joe Manchin. If I had any purchase in Joe Manchin's world. You know, uh, his his daughter would be sent to prison, but uh, <laughs> and him, but uh, you can enjoy this. There will always be funny things like this because no matter how much these people win, they're still repulsive and will do everything to uh, sabotage themselves, even I mean, in their re- own worlds that they created. They're repulsive, but they're also deeply incompetent. Yeah, I picture. I've already got an image of of Joe uh, walking into the candle and not noticing for a minute and his uh, floppy uh, long-tailed soup jacket, the flame goes up to his butt and he doesn't notice for a bit even still and sniffs there and says, mm, whatever's cooking sure smells good yeah. before he realizes it. And then he runs around the room and has to dunk his butt in a, a, I don't know, a, a pig trough. A, a big barrel. Very comical. <laughs> a big barrel of pickle water. And he goes, yowch! Yeah. Um, yes, and he shoots up in the air. <laughs> big, big old stream of cloud of smoke. And, you know, like, 
I, I see people talking about like, um, oh, like, you know, a, a way to crow over Nira losing this nomination. But like, I hope you realize that whoever replaces her is going to be like uh, even more to the right than she is. And I'm like, I don't give a fuck. Who cares? I hope they are. <laughs> yeah, I don't, give, I don't I, give a fuck at I, all. I, I, don't, I don't give a shit who Biden care. appoints to his cabinet. Of these people, do you think <laughs> any of these people are going to be good? Like, no. Yeah, yeah they were yeah. all going to fucking suck because they were going to be OMB directors that Joe Biden picked. <laughs> Or his yeah. handlers picked. They were never going to be fucking good. I don't give a shit. Yeah, the, the only distinction between these people exists so that people in the media can convince everyone out, or try to convince other people that there is some like f- movement forward. And yes, this person might be awful, but they're not as awful as someone who theoretically could have been chosen. So we're on the right track. That's the only reason that they exist. And you know, I mean, God, we've been doing this show over four years now our 500th episode and you know we've now uh the the tenure of the show spans two bernie presidential runs uh the entire presidency of donald trump and then now we are are back where we started with a uh a a completely fucking incompetent and ineffectual democrat in the white house that like everyone everyone has to pretend is like a good thing and it's just like i just like we're right back to chapo mark one the only good thing, though, is that Biden is substantially funnier than uh, Barsacco Crumbo ever could be. That's the one saving grace at the moment. When he said President Trump the first day, <laughs> that felt good. But, you know, like I said, I, I, I still carry with me on this day, like that, that feeling of being in Vegas, like that feeling of seeing the rainbow canvassing and at North Vegas trailer park with Hassan Piker and his like RoboCop streaming <laughs> fucking mech <next> suit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And it was just yeah, like it, it, they, yeah, the the gun range. That was yeah, they, it's just blowing. Up, yeah, just shooting off fucking clips. Oh, that, that was, was great. Awesome. We just had a wonderful time in Vegas, and you know, I had my hottest streak ever gambling, and like that's what it felt like. It felt like we were, uh, we, yeah, we were we, we were riding the quest, the crest of that that tall and beautiful wave. But you know, we all know what happened. But I still keep. I mean, it, it's it's so bittersweet, and it, it hurts to think back on it now. But I'll, I'll always keep the, that feeling uh, close to me. And it, and it was indeed a good feeling. But um, let's 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 go now to the the anniversary itself, because, you know, the, you know, I, I, the, the success of this show became as a surprise to all of us. And I mean, I'm, it's I think it's awesome that we're still doing it. The show continues to be fun for all of us to do uh, that. People still like it. And then it continues to grow. But when I think about the the, the success of the program, one of the things that, that I, I think of mainly is all of the sort of the extended Chapo universe, like all, all of our friends and, and people who have started podcasts themselves and become sort of part of a, a, a broader network of, of influence and, and, and brethren and pod brethren that we sort of like, you know, for, for whatever small way kind of like cracked open that door. And as it turns out, there's a lot of really funny, talented and smart people with something to say and like sort of a, a, a creative vision who have found audiences out there. And to the extent that we have uh, played a part in that, I hold is probably one of the things I'm most proud of. So for our 500th episode, we decided to reach out to what is definitely not a comprehensive list. You know, like this, the, the, we, can, we can possibly include everyone, but we, we reached out to some of our former guests, friends, and, and podcast uh, brethren to uh, roast us. In, in a sort of Dean Martin, Jerry Lewis style 
roast of Chapo Trap House. And I think, uh, you know, Jerry Lewis is the appropriate um, comparison because like him, um, we have also made a ton of money pretending to be mentally ill. <laughs> yeah, no, I mean, like, like uh, him, like him, we made a really bad Holocaust documentary yeah. that we hope no one sees. Yeah, um, yeah, it's it's called Stop the Guard Tower. I want to fall out. Um, <laughs> uh, listen, you know, our listeners, the average age is 78 years old. You guys grew up loving Dean Martin. You loved it when they would get into their spaghetti arguments and one guy would go too far and like bring up that like all of them cheated on their wives and beat the shit out of them and then they would have they would throw the slowest punches ever caught on film. Uh, but then they would all make up because they were all in this together. And this means four hour lounge acts. And that's kind of like what we do. So I want you to pretend that Dean Martin is still alive and we're all him. And we're also Jerry Lewis. And we're also Sammy Davis. And we're also, you know, whoever else was there. Mickey Rooney doing his hilarious gags where he would pretend to be a different race. Uh, All the guys. All the guys that you love. Blue Eyes Frank. uh, All of them. Colonel Sanders. All of them. Ronald Reagan. Ronald Reagan. uh, Bedtime for Bonzo. All those guys. It, no, but it, 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 is, it, is, it is a testament to, to, to love, really, that um, uh, uh, so, so many other great podcasts are now, now share in this universe with, with us. And I'd like to kick things off here. I'd like to kick off. It's ring-a-ding-ding for us Chapos today as uh, a cavalcade of celebrity guests tee up to kick cavalcade. us in the balls. And I, I couldn't start anywhere else. I, and now keep in mind, uh, we have not heard any of these. I've I've heard one of them, and only one. Chris Chris has uh, stitched them together. Chris has heard them, but the rest of us we we have this, these are virgin ears here. So you know, b- buckle in. We may some turbulence may be coming our way. But out, out of everyone we asked to do something for this, there's only one group that uh, I I felt compelled that we absolutely needed to start with, and that is Street Fight, Murder Brian, and Brett Payne. The true originators, the true OGs of this podcast game, and uh, the show and individuals who, without, there certainly would never have been a Chapo. Absolutely. I mean this this was the, uh, it was it was through Brett and Brian that like me, Matt, and Felix, um, all basically met each other and all basically all recorded our first podcast episodes, you know, both individually and and with them. So I mean I just like they they are the they are the true innovators. They are they are they are the ones who like listening to them and inspired me to i don't know be interested in podcasts to listen to them in the first place and then to eventually uh go on their show and then think that you know i I could start my own show with matt and felix so more than anyone i we owe a debt of gratitude to brett and brian and street fight radio for really they, they were the ones who opened the doors to it for us so uh, the, uh, without... the velvet underground of uh, low effort leftist podcasting. <laughs> so, uh, without further ado, let's kick thing. Let's kick the the 500th episode anniversary roast of Chapo Trap House off with Street Fight Radio. Hey, it's Brett and Brian from Street Fight Radio. I'm Brian, and uh, Brett is sitting across from me. Congratulations on your 500th show. I can't think of a better group of people to be guilty by association with. 
<laughs> and uh, it's cute that you still count your episodes. Eventually, it doesn't matter. Yeah, someday you're going to get to like a thousand five hundred or something like that, and uh, then you'll be like, "Oh, we don't have to count these anymore." But hey, I'm I'm happy to do a sound bite for your five thousandth show. Really, it's just a good time. So, uh, uh, stay out of trouble, please, so that people don't accuse us of spreading evil upon this world. And uh, uh, it's good to work. It's good to work with a good CIA psyop. You know. Yes. Yes. So uh, just remember. Put me and Brett in your will, $200,000 each, and uh, everything's good. Uh, happy 500 epi- episode, Chapo. And let me know what alt-right publication you're going to pivot to. I want to retire. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Bye, guys. Uh, Brett and Brian, the, uh, the, the dulcet uh, vocal stylings of Brian Quimby. Uh, we love to hear it. And, you know, I mean, I mean, part of, part of this sort of like retrospective and like uh, sort of remembering and thinking back to all the, all, all the people we've hung out with and all the, the fun we've had doing the show. I mean, I, I just like listening to them. I, I, I recall, I think one of the funnest, funnest uh, excursions we did for the show is when we were on tour in Columbus, Ohio, and got to hang out in uh, with Brett and Brian in their hometown and we all uh, went out to, to a local movie theater to see the masterpiece, Venom, with, uh, with the Street Fight Boys. And we were... We got the goop. It's true. We got... We got that was a great that day. Was, that was such a fun time. We all got gooped up with Brett and Brian. Uh, their friend Alex was there. Uh, we were just in the theater, just just humming to ourselves, just venom, venom, and we. I just like it was one of those experiences. Like I remember that was like a that was like a bad week of news. There was just like a lot of depressing news that week, and then like venom sort of pulled us out of it. It was during the grueling Midwest tour, which was one of my favorite tours we've ever done. But it was a brutal schedule towards the end, and venom gave us the strength we needed to continue. Uh, yeah, I remember doing that episode with like six of us in like a shitty motel room talking about Brett Kavanaugh or something and then just at the end of it we were like fuck this shit let's talk about Venom and everybody like a light switch going on was like hell yes feeling much a- better. Aches and pains, aches and pains nothing, nothing up but the weather I just you know I yeah and just like t- I, I aspire to be like Tom Hardy in that like I want to change my voice every time I come on the show but I'm just not as talented <laughs> as he is. Yeah you don't have the commitment. <laughs> So uh, nothing but love to the the originators, uh, the founders, uh, Brett and Brian, and uh, just you know, I mean, and if you haven't uh, subscribed or listened to Street Fight, I mean, shit, like if you're if you're a late Chapo adapter and you're not familiar with the legacy of Street Fight, uh, now would be a great time to uh, you know show some respect. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's worth saying that we are maybe not standing on the shoulders of giants, but like. You know, like those girls when they get on their boyfriend's shoulders at like Ozfest and they're topless. We're like doing that. On them. <laughs> Lovely. I think I think Brett and Brian would very much appreciate that. All right. So now, now we're. I mean, like I said, as long as Street Fight goes first, uh, that's all I care about. But like, uh, Chris, why don't you why don't you sort of DJ and and sort of introduce each each of the next roasters? Okay. I think the way that I'm going to try to do this is like vaguely chronological into which at which point these these people were introduced into the Chapo universe, which means that up next, I got to go with my predecessor, uh, Brendan James. Oh, nice. Uh, the, the, man who, the man who set the template for what a the, Chapo the, the occluded The occluded producer. Uh, so here's Brendan. 
Hey guys, it's Brendan. Congrats on 500 episodes. It's actually got me pretty emotional here. I was your original producer, your first collaborator, but I always thought of myself kind of like your mommy. And of course, I guess I left you to fend for yourself after I couldn't put up with any more of the crying and the screaming and the pissing yourself. But enough about Matt's 2018 election night stream. <laughs> it's crazy to think that it's been three years since I left the show. And I really owe you guys everything. The way you took the show to such a repetitive and uninspired and pretty much desperate direction after I left just to make me look good. I mean, those tabletop gaming episodes, woof, nice touch. It really means a lot. But honestly, it's great to see the show still going strong. It's making almost enough money now for you to pay for that group surgery to fix all of your deviated septums. But it's seriously inspiring to me that there's still a show out there that can tap into such a necessary intersection of comedy and politics, hosted by funny, actually working class people who can... Oh, wait. Oh, damn. Sorry. These are my notes for Street Fight. Uh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. Uh, makes me proud to know you guys are still out there pushing back against the corporate elite coastal press from your personal home studios in LA and New York. I just want to talk to Chris specifically for one second from producer to contest winner. Chris, you've done a great job because as we both know, a producer's job is like a plumber. No one should even notice you're there. And seriously, no one does. Keep it up. And uh, just to finish up, I want to say to the original three, because really I started out with them and because honestly, who really cares about the others? I think you guys, no matter what people say, that you've jumped the shark, that you offer nothing but empty criticism, that you're frauds, at the end of the day, even if all that's true, I just want to say to everyone listening that Blowback is now available <laughs> streaming on all podcast platforms, with season two coming in April, only on Stitcher Premium. Thanks, guys. See you in another 500 episodes when we both work for Spotify Incorporated. <laughs> uh, you know, he, he, is, he is right about not being noticed, though, Chris. Like, uh, someone asked me recently, uh, do you edit a lot of your episodes? And I'm like, well, it's not edited, but it's very produced. And I realized Chris gives us the perfect no-makeup makeup production. And it, yes. a lot goes in to making us look like we just woke up like this. Look, I'm not going to, to uh, brag or pretend to be, uh, you know, Atlas holding this whole thing on my shoulders, but uh, there are probably a thousand individual cuts in any given episode of Chapo Trap House, and the fact that you don't hear them means I'm doing my job. Yep. That, it's that no makeup makeup, baby. It's, it takes twice as long as a face full of slap. <laughs> just a quick note about our, our, our boy Brendan. Uh, Brendan came aboard on episode three of the show when he was going to be our first guest on the show. And he sort of inadvertently became our producer because I, I believe like we spent like 30 minutes of that, that episode of Felix just reading a description of a massacre in Lebanon from Robert Fisk's <laughs> book. And it was still, I think, the biggest, the biggest cut I've ever made from the show because I was just like, uh, that wasn't that wasn't very funny. We couldn't, we couldn't really riff on that. And then and then Brent. Well, that that's why I put it in there. I thought it was funny. <laughs> and uh, and yeah, and, and, but I have a more British humor. <laughs> and then. And then Brendan was like, you know, I, I have GarageBand. Like, I, I, could, I could edit the episode for you guys if you want. And I was like, oh, sounds great. Because our first two episodes were completely unedited. We were like, you know, no safety net. It was, it was just an MP3, one audio track that was ripped from a YouTube recording. It was like, I would, I would record the episodes by doing YouTube Live, which has a record feature. 
but like every single pause or stutter or like you know uh, misstep was like you, you could you could feel like a knife in your chest. So it was, it was Brendan's just by sort of by uh, another wonderful cosmic accident uh, was our first guest who became our very first producer. Yeah, I like the idea that maybe there's some people who like uh, I like the old Chapo stuff when it sounded like they're recording from a bottom of the toilet and Felix was just reading the Quran aloud. <laughs> <laughs> you know there have well, to be those uh, heads. You can criticize that, but name one podcast that's converted more people to Islam <laughs> besides Positive America. <laughs> Uh, well, speaking of that, I think we'll move on to uh, the next one, uh, which is one of our earliest and most frequent guests, uh, someone whose perspective has really shaped the uh, foreign policy desk here on Chapo Trap House, which is, of course, our good friend, Derek Davison. So let's hear what Derek has to say for us. Hey, friends, it's Derek. I just wanted to say congratulations to Chapo Trap House, the podcast that began as one Khazar man's search for his Genghis Khan and ancestry, joined by his two friends who wanted a place <laughs> to say slurs, and has now become both a pipeline to fascism and a CIA-funded tool to convert committed leftists into liberal democratic cucks. Uh, in all sincerity, uh, to everybody at Chapo, to Will, Matt, Felix, Amber, Virgil, Chris, uh, even Brendan, I guess. I don't know if that's... Still a sore spot. Uh, congratulations on God, reaching God, such God. an incredible <laughs> milestone. And thank you Have so much killed. for occasionally letting me stop by and be a little part of the journey. Uh, here's to 500 more episodes and looking ahead to uh, President Gina Carano in 2024. Uh, <laughs> best wishes to you guys and to your fine listeners. Uh, and uh, hope to talk to you soon. What a sweetheart. That was very sweet. Honestly, like, that guy, like, I asked Danny, like, how is he so chipper, (laughs) given what he does for a living? I would be so much more of a bummer if I I worked in the field that Derek Davidson does. That's true. Every day he he makes a newsletter that that he puts out of just culling international news, which... That's there's not a lot of uh, of feel good stories in there. <laughs> I do you think he wakes up every day and he's like, maybe it'll be good. <laughs> yeah, he like yeah. Foreign exchange is, is like it's completely exhaustive in the best possible way. Like nothing really gets left out at all, and it's it's not just like an exhaustive listing of everything that happened. It's like an in depth uh, look at everything it's an in-depth analysis of what it means and everything and he's still like a very nice guy who's generally in a great disposition i don't know how i mean preternaturally cheerful uh felix i think you've described foreign exchanges as like uh receiving a personal presidential daily briefing you know i mean he accuses us he accuses us of being in the cia but you know i mean I, i i view him as like our cia director and every morning they just give you like a like a like a red Manila folder that's just like important files, important raw data. Yeah, and and we're like Trump because we're getting that great briefing, and then we're like, we want to talk about it. <laughs> we're getting like the best possible briefing, and we're like, uh, Kelly Loeffler looked disgusting. <laughs> she has to get her eye fixed. Uh, nothing but love to uh, to Derek. Uh, I think who still holds the record as uh, the most repeat guest appearances on Chapo and his uh, wonderful new yes. project. He's our, he's our Paul Simon. Uh, <laughs> foreign exchanges. I mean, he is sort of the, uh, 
don't know, Richard Helms of the Chapo universe. Yeah, I would say War Reagan, sort of like um, mentally deficient, uh, not really there, not really sort of the figurehead of whatever this is. Derek is, yeah, no, he's Richard Helms or someone similar. He's one of the our Iran-Contra conspirators. All right, bring, bring, up, bring up the next roaster. Uh, I think for me personally as a listener before I was a producer, one of the things that I found very impressive in the early stages of the show were some of the comedians that you brought around and were early fans of the show, people that I really respected and had been watching for a long time. So here I have a short, this is actually a video uh, sent in by one Tim Heidecker, a long-term friend of the show. Oh, wonderful. wonderful. Let me see if I can get this video going real quick. Guys, happy anniversary, 500 episodes. Wow, that's a lot of podcasts. That's a lot of content. Uh, I'd have something funny to say, but I'm wasted. I've just been <laughs> drinking all morning on a bunch of tequila sunrises. I'm just driving around on the highway thinking about life. <laughs> uh, for for those oh, listening, that <laughs> that's uh, that's Tim driving a car. That's Tim doing a, uh, a like you know on the road guy in car uh, video for us. <laughs> um, and if I could continue to suck him off, um, yeah, him coming on the show for the first time was a was a big sort of watershed moment for me and my uh, you know uh, ability to uh, you know take the show seriously. Not take the show seriously, but just sort of be like, wow, it really is catching on because, you know, uh, the awesome show is like hugely influential on like, you know, my sense of the way I see the world or just like, you know, comedy in general. But like since then, honestly, the on cinema universe has become like one of the most like textured and like resonant documents about like what our culture and life in this country is like that is years ahead of the curve. I mean, like as, as the Tim Heidecker character and the on cinema universe developed into like where it is like through the trial, through uh, the electric sun music festival, through like everything that's happened in that. And like his, his foray into politics, like nothing. And this was like years before Trump or QAnon or any of that shit, like he like what what they've done with that show is basically like everything that's going to happen in the next four or five years. Yeah, it's cool when geniuses like right. you, but then also you're like, why do you like this? <laughs> Are you making fun of us? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, that was the it was. Yeah, we had Tim on very early on and it was definitely the most nervous. I feel like I've been to have anyone on. Uh, it just I don't know. What else can you say about the guy that? everyone listening to the show doesn't already feel and that Will hasn't already said. I, I'm still one slightly of the suspicious of it. I'm, I'm not going to lie. Are we dying? Well, if he's, are, if are, he's we, making are we fun Tim of Heidecker's make-a-wish kids? <laughs> if, if he's making fun of us, like, it's... That's fine. <laughs> that's fine. Yeah, I'm okay with it. I'm just... It's cool. This next one, um, I'm not quite sure the provenance. Uh, this was just a message left on the, uh, the, the 1-800-CHAPO hotline. Um, but I screened it, and it seemed to be about us and referencing our anniversary, so I'm just going to play it. Yeah, this is Mike Lindell, the founder and CEO of my pillow. And I just want to say that the Chapel Boys claim that they've reached 500 episodes is directly contradicted by reams and reams of evidence. I've got evidence that they've been counting podcast episodes using faulty deep state 
Dominion Software, <laughs> Dominion Podcast, the 500 number is a fraud. I have information. I was deplatformed. My podcast was taken down by the deep state. Dominion is behind it. I've got evidence printed on my pillowcases. Let me make something perfectly clear to you. I'm not backing down, and I welcome every legal challenge because I'm minting money, and in my printing press is my pillow, and I have enough to fight. I'll fight the deep state today, and I'll fight them tomorrow. I don't care if the Chapo boys are backed by the boys in Langley. I don't care if there's a socialist to centrist pipeline. My pillow is my life. I'm living on a diet of pillows. I have duck down and foam stuffing pouring out of my eyeballs. Ah, He's oh. ready for a pillow fight. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, in case you haven't sussed that out, that was uh, that was James Adomian, uh, responsible for probably what? no, so, yeah, some of the most memorable memorable bits on the show. And um, I mean his his Sebastian Gorka was like the, that was like the first bit that we did on the show that like I, I I remember feeling that it had like penetrated some sort of membrane into like the larger news media where there were people who, like, we fucking hated and had made fun of openly on the show who were like, hey, you guys hear this Gorka bit? It's pretty pretty neat. Check it out. <laughs> and, you know, like, yeah. and it's just like in James, like, his first appearance on the show or, like, his later call-ins as characters, like, like as far as guests go, like, like he, he, he's the one who, like, most consistently has made me, while recording it, have to leave the room from laughing so hard. Like, like go to the bathroom because, like, I, I may have pissed myself from, like, laughing at how hard one of his bits hit. I think James has, like, uh, his talent as an impressionist or, or as, a, as a character guy more broadly is uh, being able to suss out exactly what is so insane about someone's voice and mannerisms, which, which Gorka, it was almost like being gaslit where people are like, oh, look at this Gorka fella. And we're like... Can, do you not hear the James Bond villain, like, right now? And uh, uh, James, like, totally, he gets that. He gets, uh, he, he, he teases out exactly what's so fucking absurd about it. And uh, he makes us feel less insane uh, for observing the basic uh, surrealness of, like, a strange, Dr. Strangelove-esque, uh, like, descendant of nazis like sebastian gorka no yeah i would credit a huge portion of sort of early to middle success <laughs> of the show to uh james's impressions and exactly what amber said there are a lot of people who are great at impressions but james is not only amazing at the actual impressions themselves but he's such a good reader of both the world and individuals that he can hyper emphasize hilarious things about them that even like people who professionally look at these people miss like we have he's one of the one of the best one of the fucking best and we 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 forgive him for being armenian (laughs) (laughs) uh something very funny about james doing mike lindell uh knowing his uh, also excellent uh, Ventura impression, it really drives home that Lindell is the dark Ventura. It's the Minnesota Uh, guys. It's that Minnesota sound. (laughs) With the conspiratorial bend, but but one one is for light and the other is for dark. Yes, that is absolutely true. Well, that's the amazing thing about 
Lindell and Ventura's accent is like most Minnesota people don't sound like that. And they do kind of have an accent. They do have an accent, but it's more like they do have some Great Lakes like vowel inflections, but it's like they speak more like Santa Claus. Where do you think Santa Claus is from? They bury, they bury it. Not the continental U.S. You don't know fucking anything about Christmas. It's insane. You, you are Jewish. You're a Jewish man. You did. You literally, you think Santa Claus like has the social security. You're insane. (laughs) Are you saying Santa Claus doesn't pay taxes? No, I mean he's like another rich guy who lives on an island. God, those elves! Now it's so dark. He, he found those elves from a modeling. <laughs> All those elves are from a former Soviet country. Yeah. All right. Should we move on? Yeah. Let's go. Here's here's a, another another guest. What one of a one of a uh, a duo coming back to try to redeem themselves from a uh, a sub episode one hundred. Uh, appearance that has gone down in, in Chapo Infamy. Uh, the next two are both part of Chapo Infamy, but I'll uh, I'll play these guys first because um, they are among our children and we love them. All right, everybody. Uh, this is Jack Wagner of Yeah But Still joining me, my co-host Brandon hey, this Wardell. Is, this is Brandon Wardell, um, and I do want to real quick apologize for the the 2016 episode. <laughs> Look, I was I was 23 at the time, and I, my brain wasn't fully developed. So anybody that's still mad about that. Uh, needs to uh, chill out. Yeah, fuck off. Nobody likes you when you're 23. <laughs> a great poet once so said. Tr- it's so true. You know, I don't know what you're referring to, Brandon, but I was. Uh, I just want to go on record saying don't, I was not. Don't worry about it. I was not hosting a podcast with you at this time, so I'm. I'm not attached to whatever you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, don't, nobody. Yeah. Don't worry about it. Well, anyway, I mean, Will, you messaged us. You asked us to roast you, uh, to maybe toast you. Um, I mean, I know you wanted roast, but. I feel like you guys get picked on so much online anyway. You guys get hit from all sides. I mean, everybody's criticizing you all the time. So sure. So I thought we would, you know, come here and say some nice things. At least try, you know, have your back. Let you know that we, you know, we got you. We're um, here to defend. We're here to defend Chapo. Yeah, the Chapo boys and girl. We're here. So Brandon, like, what's some nice things we could say about them? Well, one thing, one thing that's great about Chapo is, you know, despite the success, they have remained humble. That's true. I mean, we're here in uh, you know, we're here in fake LA. So, we're used to people when they make it big, they start they start to change, right? They start buying fancy clothes. They start getting facials. They start looking better, taking care of themselves, <laughs> you know, showering, use soap. Yeah. Uh, where basic hygiene. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Getting a haircut, <laughs> shaving, things like that. I mean, you guys haven't done any of that, and quite frankly, I respect it and I appreciate Absolutely. it. Absolutely, it's it's noble to be a millionaire and look like shit. <laughs> it's true. Not buy yourself any furniture. It's virtuous. <laughs> not 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 buy basic silverware. Yes. Uh, not live right. Not live right yes. at all. Live in squalor <laughs> in your thirties. Probably some Absolutely. vitamin and mineral deficiencies going on. You know, I respect um, it. That's called being humble. Yeah. Anyway, like I said, we need to keep saying some positive things because they get criticized enough. Um, uh, first, if, I mean, you know what everybody always says? Oh, you make all that money on Patreon, but you're a socialist right. podcast. You know, shut the fuck up. Like, we're from L.A., and we respect the fact that you guys are about that bag. You know, get your bag, honestly. You guys love the bag. They That's get that, fine. I respect they're it. They're all about that bag. And they like their Patreon too. Yes, sir. Both bags. We're talking about cocaine. <laughs> yeah, Both types of bags. yeah I heard Let's fucking go. <laughs> Doing <Okay>. cocaine. <laughs> Speaking of cocaine, uh, I mean they are called Chapo Trap House, and um, 
I just wanted to say that I I really like their theme song, their iconic theme song uh, by Gucci Mane. Of course. They've kept it the yeah. entire time. And also, I wanted to point out that it's uh, one of the few times that they've had a black person on the podcast. <laughs> which is great, and people say they're not diverse. And I just wanted to point that out. They've had at least one black person on Gucci Mane. You know, he does that yeah. theme song. They, they have a Gucci Mane sample in their theme song, and that is the that is the one black black guest. That's true. That is so, Chapo. You know, quit saying they're but not he's diverse. On a, he's on every week. <laughs> every, yeah. Once a week. Gucci Mane. He's on the podcast. <laughs> he's on once a week. That's 500, 500 appearances, right? Yeah. Every if time. you want to look at it that way. Um, so that's not fair. What else What else do people say, Brandon? Oh, well, people, people love to get online and say that Chapo Trap House... Uh, the, the, they're sexist. People say people like to say that they they don't like women, but that's, that's not unfair. that's not true. That's not true, is it? No, not at all. There's Amber. <laughs> Absolutely, <laughs> they have her, right? You know, yeah. I they're they're counterbalancing the gender pay gap by uh, paying Amber the same amount as everybody else, even though she is on the podcast annually. <laughs> yeah, like two episodes a year or something like that. Yeah, I don't know. So that's. That's I don't progress. know how it works over there, but I, I think it's good. You know, why not? And respect nothing but respect to Amber for that hustle, too. Of course. You know, get that get the bag, like I said. Not only that, but I feel like if it wasn't for the podcast as a whole, um, those boys would be paying women to hang out with them anyway. Yeah, no, yeah, true. Um, what um, else do we got about these guys? 500, 500 episodes. And uh, 500,000 reply guys that uh, say things like, having a normal one in Hell World. <laughs> yeah, that's true. And I hope you guys are proud of that legacy. All the people who talk exactly like you online. Um, I don't know. We're probably running out of time, so let's just get serious. Um, congratulations. Uh, you guys are our friends. We love you all. Congrats. You've also been a huge help to us uh, getting started as a podcast. Um, you've all, a lot of you have been on our podcast, and you've really helped us out along the way. Um, I'm, I'm, we're also, we also listen to the podcast and we're fans, yes. so. Yeah, thank you. You know, I, I found out what politics is because of you guys. <laughs> yeah, same here, actually. So thank you guys for that as well. Um, and one last thing before we leave. This isn't even a joke or anything. This is just a legitimate complaint. Felix, you have to either stop gaming, you have to stop playing Counter-Strike while recording episodes, <laughs> or at least have the decency to use a quiet keyboard. <laughs> like, as podcasters, we're already literally phoning it in. As a job, I mean, as close as you could get to literally <laughs> phoning it in for a living. Uh, but even worse than that, for all those guys out there who, uh, you know, have some kind of like weird thing that they do where they close their eyes and pretend that you're their friend sitting in the room with them joking around. I mean, I feel like that really takes them out of the zone when they hear your keys clicking away. I mean, it's like the equivalent of like seeing a boom mic in a porn. So please, for the love of God, Felix, just for one hour, one, two hours a week, use a quiet keyboard or Chris Wade. Figure out some way to edit out those sounds, please. I speak on behalf of the audience and myself. Um, congratulations on 500 episodes, and uh, we love you guys. Be happy 500, guys. Okay, uh, so I was mentioned. I'm entitled to a response. <laughs> um, a lot of the times, yes, I'm playing Counter-Strike. But a lot of the other times, I'm responding to emails. And you can't tell the difference between me typing an email or me looking at an email and me in a deathmatch server or me in a. Uh, you shouldn't be doing either. You shouldn't be doing either. Because I get them and it's like, oh, better respond. <laughs> oh, I'm the I only one keeping, I'm keeping the, ship, the ship of state running. <laughs> the I am the Autobahn Bismarck of the ship. 
Yes. <laughs> it's a fi- figure of speech. The ship of space. I don't and I'm the think captain. it is. I mean, it's, a, it's in no, a Leonard Cohen song. It's in a Leonard Cohen song, Amber. It's in Democracy, yeah, okay. Leonard Cohen song. Everyone, yeah, oh, okay. everyone... Yeah, everyone who doesn't believe uh, the ship of state is a thing, you know. Maybe it's uh, Yiddish. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, contact me to prove that it isn't. I love DMs from listeners. Um, second of all, that is a realistic experience towards being my friend. That's, that is you true. Compla- that you, is you true. You complaining, you know, yeah, you, the listener, complaining about some issue in their lives, you know, you work at, uh, you work at, like, RT's version of Mythbusters, and you feel like one of your supervisors keeps taking your ideas, and I'm like, oh, that's crazy, and I'm, you know, I'm typing away, I'm working on emails, because <laughs> if I don't respond to the emails, no one else is. Yeah. I have to do them. No one else is doing the emails. I am. And also... Um, it helps me think. Emails help me think. It's meditative. I love emails. Yeah. But uh, Yeah, But Still is a hilarious podcast. One of the, uh, I remember like when they were first figuring out like uh, whether they were going to do, like when they were going to launch a Patreon and everything. And it's been really fucking cool. Like one of the coolest things about doing this is seeing everyone take off in their own Get their way own bag. And picking up like, yeah, get their own bag. Yeah, But Still's fucking hilarious jack and brandon are they're the perfect combo brandon's hilarious so is jack but jack has a very like uh he has the perfect mind for delving into cultural minutiae and finding (laughs) similar to how james finds the funny core of the impression he's doing jack will find out why a cultural uh cultural figment or something is so weird and find the weirdest aspects about it it's a one of, I mean, ironically, one of my favorite podcasts to listen to while I'm playing Counter-Strike DMs and doing this well, show at the same time. Did I ever uh, mention the first time I met Brandon Wardell on the show? Did I say this? I don't think so. No. Uh, he was actually, it was when me You were babysitting him? Felix and Nick. <laughs> 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 yeah, we met at a, a Filipino-American. We're both as... I will always have solidarity with Wardell as a, another strong Asian woman. But, <laughs> uh, he, w- uh, he had gone on Come Town. It was when me and Felix and Nick were all living in that. Um, the legendary apartment. apartment. I love that place. Uh, but we were in that apartment, and Wardell came over to be on like an early Come Town, um, which very much angered their fans. Um, and I was walking around, I don't know, making coffee or something, and he had not said hello to me, much like many comedians don't uh, know how to speak to women. And then he just turns around and he holds up his phone, and he goes, will you take our picture? <laughs> I was like, hi, I'm Amber, I also live here. Uh, but I gave him a ton of shit, but he was a baby, and he's been... Uh, he t- he tur- instead of asking... He's <laughs> ever since. Instead of asking you if you have if if you have games on your phone, he's like, I have games on my phone. Yeah. Check it out. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, yeah he's, I mean, been, uh, he's been contrite and uh, and uh, sweet ever since, and he's 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 the literally the sweetest person. Also, like I I feel like this is verging on too serious, but I feel like Brendan has grown a lot both as a as an entertainer 
and as a guy. Physically, yes. In the time like that I've known him. eight when we met him. Yeah. <laughs> well, that was, uh, I mean, cheers to uh, to Jack and Brandon for turning in what was definitely the spiciest roast uh, so far. I would like to leave that largely yes. uh, unabridged, but I'm, uh, I'm a little, I'm, I was singed by that one. So let's, let's see what we got next coming up. All right. Another uh, one who entered the Chapo universe uh, in a moment of uh, infamy, infamy, let me say, but, has, but is one of our oldest friends and uh, submitted what I might say is the uh, highest effort uh, submission for us. So here is a little thing from our good buddy, Josh Andrasky. What's uh, Hi, it's me, your old pal, Josh. I just want to say that um, I feel like I am the Bette Midler to your collective Johnny Carson, so I wanted to give you a musical roast. Anyway, hit it, me. been canceled yet oh man i'm 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 beaming right now and you know uh, i gotta say uh to to josh uh as as far as his connection to the chapel universe josh is probably one of the most one of the most blessed souls that um i've ever had the pleasure of meeting thanks to the show pure josh is the only (laughs) slot machines player who i think is better than me at slot machines (laughs) (laughs) and that's the highest compliment i can give somebody oh yeah and I, you know, I just uh, appreciate that he, he really gets us. He has, a, he has an open mind and an open heart. And he knows that I'm not a provocateur. I'm just, I'm white trash. And uh, eventually one day I will die in a water park mishap. Uh, but until then, he lets me shine on the crazy diamond that I am. No, Josh, yeah. Josh is, the first time we met Josh, we, like, didn't know what quite to make of him, except that we loved him. <laughs> like it's it's hard to get a B. You know, this is this is a secret you learn as you turn into an adult. There are only like five or six types of people in the world, really. There there really there aren't that many types of different like faces or even types of people. <laughs> it's all pretty much the same. It's all like personality traits that people got from NBC's uh weekday lineup in nineteen ninety nine. 
But Josh is one of the few true originals. And from the moment we met him, we're like, this guy fucking rocks. Yeah, the, the, Im- the image that will always stick with me is like the first time we met him is when we were in um, uh, Chicago for the DSA convention. Yes. And we were going to this, this big party and everyone was like sort of milling around outside. And then I just like, like I hear the sound of like something rolling on a sidewalk. And I look over and it's just Josh with his like, what's up energy. And he's pushing a full shopping cart uh, full of LaCroix into the party. And he goes, sober caucus has arrived. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I was with him before that. We went, we went to lunch and we were walking down the street and he was just stopped by several people uh, over the course of like a couple of blocks who just had to uh, admire his drip. Oh, my God. <laughs> yes. I think uh, the first time I met him, he had, like, a very tight, like, deep V shirt with, like, a wide, like, a 70s collar with, like, optimum chest hair. And he had the big stash. And he had a Star of David that looked like Elliot Gould bought it in Ocean's Eleven. (laughs) And it was, like, right in the middle of the chest hair. And I'm like, what is this person? I don't understand what this person is. And slowly you realize he just, uh, that is just actually him. He's no, yeah. an, an ebullient and uh, expressive uh, uh, magical weirdo. There are a lot of people who, like, they're doing some type of branding exercise and how they dress or behave. And it's just like, oh, okay, I know, I know what, you're, what impression you're trying to put up. Especially, like, in the business we're in. But he's, like... No, that's just really him. Yeah. He's, he's really true, who he is. He's a true eccentric. Yes. And uh, and with a, a benevolent eye towards the world. And, you know, and, and, and anyone who's, who's still mad about the infamous episode that he was uh, connected to us with, I mean, look, we were all on LSD, all right? Calm down. <laughs> it happens, okay? We're in, uh, we're in year four of the accountability process for those. <laughs> the issue is still in review with HR. <laughs> yeah. I mean, and I don't know. I thought it was funny. Well, now let's move on into a whole category of um, of comments that we had sent in. These are all from uh, the the children of Chapo, the the podcasts that have kind of sprung up in our wake. Not necessarily, uh, you know, directly inspired by us, but I would say partially, and also just by showing that any dipshit can do this right. Yeah. Uh, and, uh, and these people are very stupid. This is really <laughs> yeah. like, well. Let's move on to the first one. Here is a nice little toast from the E1 boys. My name is Alex Branson for E1 Podcast, and I know people are used to me joking and riffing and razzing, maybe a goof or two, but today I'm here to thank Chapo Trap House for the activism they've done, the huge platform they've cultivated to help people in America, and particularly one thing I'd like to thank them for Um, that has meant a lot to me is um, pursuing and promoting the legalization and proliferation of horse meat in America. Um, (laughs) While horses may be romantic and cute to some, in many poorer rural areas, horses are an insane menace, uh, pestilence known to run around in herds of over a thousand. And they go around knocking over houses and messing up basketball courts. Well, it's They'll not trample even just, crops. It's not just in the third world because, like, I like to go to the track. You know, I want to do some gambling. And I can't can't concentrate on my gambling because there's all these horses running around. Oh, look at who we have here. It's Hugh the Horse. <laughs> Eat 
I'm in a can. <laughs> you want us to eat you, Hugh? I want to be food, not glue. <laughs> I just like to thank Chapo Trap House for everything they've done to target horses and take horses out. Yeah, we're going we're gonna to get out of here and eat Hugh. But uh, thanks to Chapo, and sorry about your final episode or whatever. Yeah. And have a peace. fun final episode, Chapo. Bye. Uh, what darlings? Uh, yeah, E one. I mean, like those guys. I mean, if they ever hit, if, when they hit five hundred episodes, like that's going to really count for something because I I do not understand how they keep coming up with new shit. Like they they, they fucking like the shit that they spin out on that show fairly effortlessly. It seems like is. Um, uh, it, it stuns me. I mean, they're more talented than I am. E1 has, I think, like, the most, the best thing that, like, a piece of internet culture or media product can do is create its own world. And that's usually passive. It's just, that's because the uh, show or whatever it is describes the world in its own way. But E1 is the only thing that is wholesale created an entire world. And given their listeners far more brain damage than even we have given ours. Yeah. Yeah. Much like, much like George R.R. R. Martin. <laughs> yes. All right. Who do we got next? Let's go to a kind of sincere one. Here are, is, is our friends from Appalachia, the Trillbillies. Hello, Will, Matt, Felix, Amber, Virgil, Chris, and Brandon. This is Tom and Terrence. From the Trillbillies, popping in from beautiful Whitesburg, Kentucky, to toast y'all on the occasion of your 500th episode. We know the roast option was on the table, but figured since you catch enough shit as it is, we'd instead be the good, sweet boys that we are and take this opportunity to extend our gratitude. Whether it was Felix coming on our show when we were clocking in about seven listeners an episode, or tweeting about some of our earlier media hits, or just having us on to talk hillbilly elegy, or just being down to do shit. Y'all have always been encouraging to us, and we owe no small debt of gratitude for not only helping our show uh, blossom and become more than we ever thought it could be, but also, and most importantly, for pioneering the $5 Patreon tier. <laughs> so with that said, I'd just like to say thanks again for everything, friends, and Here's to 500 more. Wow. It's just Tom's voice just makes me feel so good. I mean, like uh, Tom, could you could you like maybe like call call back in sometime and just do like a voicemail for me or something? It's just (laughs) wow. I want to feel that good inside all the time. It it gives me flashbacks. It's very triggering. I think of I think of eating uh, candy cigarettes in a baby pool uh, as a child. Yeah. Uh, but you know what? I won't hold it against him. That's my baggage, not his. Um, those those boys are really sweet. They are, and we appreciate them for holding it down, holding down the airwaves in the middle of the country uh, while we take the coasts. I'll move on to another one from a uh, now fairly successful podcast uh, that started from a, kind of a something that we recovered as like a niche thing, but they turned into a whole a whole world of exploration. Uh, around it. So here is a dispatch from Q. We interrupt this broadcast to bring you top secret intel from the QAnon Anonymous podcast. You don't think QAA highlighted Chapo for no reason, did you? Those who were once protected are no longer. Timing is everything. Hunters become prey. Focus on Menneker earlobes. 
17% increase in diameter. Normal? <laughs> Clowns in America. What is DE dust? Can a KD ratio be negative? Failure to jiggle peak. Biederman extradition already in motion, effective yesterday. Matthew 5, 3, 12. Happy are those who have been persecuted for righteousness sake, since the kingdom of heavens belongs to them. Solar Christ, man. Symbolism will be their downfall. What did 46 mean by dark winter? Think frost 2021. Amber waves of grain frozen over in TX. Future proves past. Virgil is 100% insulated. White hat confirmed. Ask yourself, why sailor hat? Wade, intransitive verb. To cross or pass through water with difficulty. A deep dark world is being exposed. The truth won't be for everyone. Chapo Party Con. Chapo Party Playbook. Who are the real podcasters? Trap House leads to White House. The world is waking up. Not long now. Q. Anon. Anonymous. Happy birthday, Chapo. Happy birthday, Chapo. Happy birthday, Chapo. Happy birthday, Chapo. Happy Happy birthday, birthday, Chapo. Well, I'd love to hear from Q. I, I mean, I, obviously, I'd love to hear from our friend Q, but I don't know who those fucking dorks at the end were. <laughs> <laughs> Q Anonymous is, it is by far the best look at the Q phenomenon. Uh, they do an amazing and exhaustive job in an area of media where I feel like a lot of people do not work as hard at it. And yeah, it's, it's like it's, it's have, so easy yeah. to cover. Like it's so easy to bring it up. I mean, shit, I've been wringing uh, cheap comedy material out of it for years now. But yeah, like they're they're putting in the work. They actually know know everything. And I just want to say something about Trillbillies too. Uh, to the one before this, Trillbillies. The reason that at first uh, that they first uh, grabbed my attention, and the reason that I think they they um, it's been really fucking cool to see how well they've been doing in the past past four years. Uh, they are a void. They're like one of the only reasons why podcasts can be good, which is like, they're not people I would have known otherwise. And they're like, I wouldn't have known people from Appalachia besides Amber. And it's, it's the highest thing a podcast can be, which is relating an experience of both despair and hope and comedy in very disparately different types of people. All right, we just got a few more to go through here. Um, here is a, uh, di- a nice little dispatch from your favorite pedophile hunting podcast. <laughs> oh, I am oh, glad oh. you said that second part. <laughs> too much of a pause. Between us. Yes. Uh, here we go. Wait, what are we doing? So Will emailed me the other day. It's like, hey, if I like pay you guys five hundred bucks, can you do like some cameo shit for fucking like, two and on talk shit, about it? Yeah, no. Well, I know, and it's like the problem is, is like you know we're like an anti-pedophile podcast. It's like we built our brand on that. Like I paid a bunch of fucking people to you know make all these bot accounts or whatever, and now it's like our association with them. I feel like tarnishes that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, everyone online is always like. They don't have any girls. There's never any girls on Chapo. They hate women, blah, blah, blah. And it's like, I don't know. Every time I listen, all I hear are eight fucking bitches. <laughs> Guys, we are recording. Ah, <laughs> oh, fuck. Thank you, Brace and Liz. <laughs> 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 uh, 
Brace and Liz, true and on, true and on. I mean, uh, yeah. <laughs> I was just like, you know, like out of, out of all the podcasts, they're like the, their podcast has has broken my brain uh, probably more than. Oh yeah, I mean, like like it, it's had that effect on me for sure. And uh, you know, it's a it's always it was always a joy to uh, to uh, share a stage with them in their hometown of uh, San Francisco, and it's a. Always a joy too for uh, you know uh, a brace to uh, make me play Russian roulette with him. <laughs> uh, I will say, um, you know, I've always loved Trunon, um, but I became like a every episode listener over the summer as Molly and I uh, were moving, and as we were packing and then unpacking, uh, we were basically trading off playing on our in, in our portable speaker episodes of Trunon for me and call her daddy. For Molly, uh, and that specific <laughs> combination, uh, I think, gave us actual irreparable brain damage over the summer uh, in, in that makes you a feel very good. specific but, way. It, it definitely made us both but, feel insane. But it strengthened your marriage. Yes, absolutely. Because it, yeah. we, grew, absolutely we grew closer through it, yes. Down to, yes, yeah. It's, you, you go through something like that, you guys are just, you're rock solid. This is a, this is a new understanding you have of each other. Um, I mean, yeah, what what else can we say about Brace and Liz? Um, Brace was one of our first, like, very big guests. Uh, I, he, when he went over to Syria, when he went over to fight with the YPG, uh, both uh, for and then against them, <laughs> uh, that was one of our first big interviews. And it was, this is what, one of the things that really made me laugh about that was that it was one of the only media hits we did or he did. So like, if you were one of those like repulsive think tank, middle East watchers and you wanted to know what was up, you had to listen to our dumb shit. <laughs> uh, that was awesome. But yeah, no braces. Uh, I was very happy when uh, I found out he was starting a show. Uh, Brace has been a, a great friend, great person to know whether he's yeah forcing you to play Russian roulette or telling you about the best uh, multi-use bathrooms in the Bay Area. And they have created a great podcast that completely destroys the lives of its listeners in a way that most people never even dream of. Uh, shout out, of course, also to uh, producer Young Chomsky, the, uh, yeah. the uh, gallant the best dressed podcast podcast ever. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> producing to my goofus of leftist podcast <laughs> producing. And, and Liz, who has single-handedly changed my opinions on the Polish <laughs> <laughs> all right uh this is the seeking derangement boys hey y'all it's your boy sweet palma from seeking derangements congratulations on hitting 500 episodes now i wanted to thank you guys specifically for helping us find our footing when we started our podcast last year we certainly wouldn't be where we are now without your support uh, for example ben wouldn't have um, had the courage to push scott bixby onto the l train tracks after writing that <laughs> awful hit piece on him last year <laughs> Jacques wouldn't have discovered the potent chemical concoction we are tentatively calling Gumbo 2, and I wouldn't have moved to Spain to queer the ETA. As a gay man, it's quite inspiring to see your show is so wonderfully queer-coded. From the targeted harassment of women with Warren stickers on their Subaru Outbacks, to your deep distrust and suspicions of U.S. Army veterans, you have placed yourselves in the pantheon of perverts alongside other illustrious queer political commentators, like William F. Buckley, Roy Cohn, Barack Hussein Obama, and who can forget the real Donald Trump? It would be unfair to call you guys anything less than gay icons. 
uh, it just runs the gamut from Felix's body fash otter tendencies, Will's encyclopedic knowledge of VHS era film anyway, Amber's unparalleled fag hat credentials. Congratulations, <laughs> gentlemen. Expect your F4 passes in the mail shortly. <laughs> All I got to say is if my son's uh, seeking derangement subscribers, I'm going to sell them. <laughs> Uh, those darling boys. Glad yes. to see they've uh, they've uh, found their uh, niche in Palma uh, yelling at Jacques to talk into the mic. Uh, Jacques inventing new drugs and Ben uh, slowly hating everything that is fun or enjoyable to anyone else. <laughs> <laughs> They're well on their I way. Think last episode, he said weed should be illegal. I'm with him. Yeah. No, I'm glad he's part of the movement. All right. Let's move on to just our last two. Uh, these are from folks who are more a little more recently in the, the uh, Chapo world, but have become extremely important. Of course, uh, the FYM boys. Yeah, I'll go uh, third then in the introduction, Michael. All right, cool. Okay. Three, two, one. Yo, this is Aaron. Yo, this is Tom. Yeah, and this is Chet. And Michael, and we're Chapo FYM, the guys you see on the Twitch channel playing, and you come in and ask, who are those guys? <laughs> we uh, would have been here faster, but we were on a call with our Twitch rep because Felix showed his ass again on stream the other night. Uh, yeah, we just wanted to uh, thank you guys for inviting us into your stream, into your homes. I've been to Felix's apartment a couple times. The first time, I found about $4 worth of change on the burner of a stove. And the second time, I got to play with this Morrissey and Thanos action figures, not action figures, Funko Pops, but they were all covered in a brown residue. <laughs> 500 episodes. That's incredible. Great job, everyone. It is uh, kind of stunning that you've recorded 500 episodes of a podcast, yet still come onto the stream uh, talking into a webcam. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but seriously, guys, thank you. Uh, congratulations and thank you so much for everything you've done. You guys are just the most wonderful people and you guys deserve all the success you have. And we look forward to see you guys continued success. So thanks. For mwah, you guys. Mwah, love you. Mwah, love, love you. Bye bye. I like the part about finding change because uh, Felix used to uh, sleep in, I think, track pants but no shirt, and then he didn't take the change out. So he would be walking around the apartment shirtless with a bunch of change stuck to his back that you would then hear just like randomly hit the ground like uh, some sort of Chinese wind chimes except... <laughs> anti-semitic stereotype he was just shedding change everywhere i've been uh, told it's a pretty common thing <laughs> i remember matt do you remember when we were like we were a tour had just ended and we were like uh getting off a plane on the uh like a, on the on the like the, the what are they we were getting off a fucking yeah 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 we were getting yeah off yeah he walked by me he walked by me and as he passed me a coin and like uh, a, a bottle cap just fell off of his body <laughs> onto the floor. But it was That's like, it, pretty... but it, it wasn't. It wasn't clear though that like, like how they had like come off of him. He was just walking, and they just sort of appeared behind him, like, 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 like Sonic had run into a wall or something. <laughs> That's a pretty common thing. I mean, like, it's easy to have a coin stick to your back if you don't sleep with a shirt on. Like, it's they they find a way out of your pockets or out of your wallet. They, they're they sort of designed to stick to your back so you don't lose them. And they can stay on you for several hours. <laughs> Multiple people have told me that this is a regular thing. Well, uh, you know, we love all the FYM boys. I love the stream. 
And I mean, honestly, if you're out there and like you want smoke, uh, there is not a single person on the planet who can beat Michael at GeoGuessr. I mean, I am, I am, I am astonished at how good he is at that. Like, I, it's, it's not, he doesn't even like move the fucking camera like playing the game. I, I, it's, it's uncanny. He's like fucking, yeah, he's, he's gifted at that shit. So, I mean, yes. if there is a GeoGuessr challenger out there, I mean, you know, rise, rise to take, to take the throne. And I will, the FYM boys have started their new Patreon uh, where they do not have to follow the same TOS that you do on Twitch. So later this week, I will be recording part two of the Varg stream that I did with uh, Aaron. And we'll finally be able to watch Varg and Dan Quinn and Demonious X videos and a Nation of Islam video that I love that are TOS on Twitch and that will be available as videos on demand. Uh, so very excited for that. Uh, just one more toast uh, from our good friend, Dan Besser. Uh, and I think that this one does a good job of sum- summing up uh, the political project that we have going on here, if I remember correctly. So here is our last toast. Hey guys, it's Danny Bessner. Just wanted to congratulate you on this milestone. You've accomplished so much. I mean, it took the Soviet Union 74 years to destroy (laughs) socialism, and you did it in only 500 episodes. Anyway, I can't wait to see what you all will do next, especially now that Bernie lost and there's no real reason for you to exist. Mazel tov. Love my homie. Well, there we go. And just in closing, I would like to take, like, you know, a message to. Uh, you know, our fans and a message to uh, my co-hosts. Like, first, a message to the fans. You know, I mean, obviously, uh, we couldn't do this without you. And, you know, like, it's 500 episodes. I would like to make a pledge to you, the listener, for the next 500 that, you know, we will never sell out. And by sell out, I mean, the only people we could sell out to are you, the listener, the subscriber. So I just want to make it clear, we will never sell out to you by... Uh, liking you, respecting you, doing the things you want us to do, uh, listening to you, uh, taking any criticism, no matter how mild or well-intentioned, definitely never going to do anything of that. Don't even try. Never going to do better. Never going to talk about the things you want us to. Still going to be doing movie episodes. Uh, still, just like never going to sell out to you guys. So like that's my absolute, that's my absolute pledge to you, the listener. Um, and then to my co-hosts, I got to say like, you know, over the, over the course of, doing uh this show um my life is uh you know uh, changed in a lot of ways and, and like almost all of them for the better in fact overwhelmingly for the better and i was thinking about it the other day and if i had to think about the very best times i've had in my life uh the hardest i've ever laughed and the things i've done that i'm the most proud of uh over overwhelmingly the, the majority of those experiences would be in the, the Chapo era and in the company of uh, you fine people. And it's something that I'll always keep with me. And it's just, uh, I, I love you. I mean, what, what else can I say? Like, it just, there, there, there are a few, a blessed is a man who can call himself a Chapo. I, I still, like, never take it for granted. This is the most insane turn of events. And it's the funnest job in the world and it shouldn't even really exist. Um, And yeah, I consider myself lucky every day even though I live in a personal hell uh, because all my friends are here. (laughs) The compensation's not bad. I'll post some cringe for a second. Uh, I was uh, going through our list of Patreon subscribers in a big uh, Excel sheet the other day just um, for some demographic stuff that I was looking at and uh, I found out you could order it by date of when somebody has subscribed 
Uh, and if you would like quit and resubscribe, you get shuffled to the top. So as you get to the bottom, you see the um, people who have been the longest consistent subscribers since the show started. And when you get down to the very top, you see a lot of familiar names. You see your David Roths. You see your Kath Krugers. You see a friend of a long time Krieger, friend of the show. Krieger, Shannon, Krieger, 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 Krieger. Uh, long time <laughs> friend of the show, Shannon Strucci uh, is way up, I think, in the top 10. But the uh, number one name on that list is Chris Wade. Uh, which makes me, oh I think, the oh uh, official wow. number one Chapo fan, which honestly shocked even me. <laughs> uh, when you I, know, Chris, you can listen to the, the premium ones for free. You don't need to subscribe. It, it, it always, <laughs> yeah, you make them. It all, I, it, it, it always felt too weird to just uh, click the unsubscribe button from it because you know what? I love the show. And before I started working for you guys, when I was still working in bad web media stuff, this show was a fucking breath of fresh air and because nobody else will say it i i honestly just have to do some praise for us is like this is one of the number one greatest success stories of like independent media of the last five years it is a unparalleled success of independent podcasting in general media and in total and i am extremely proud to work for this you guys picked me up at a period after a period of long very hopeless uh, unemployment for me, and uh, you guys saved my life from something that would have been way, way, way more mediocre. Uh, and and uh, honestly, podcasting with you has been the pleasure of my life. Uh, and if we were on the Titanic going down, I would pull out the uh, the the sound mixing board to get crank out one more episode. <laughs> Are you listening, James Cameron? Are you out there? Can you hear me deep in your in the pit of your stomach? <laughs> No, this is the greatest job in the world. And every day, I'm endlessly grateful to all of you. I'm grateful for Will for steering the ship of state in ways that don't require you know. Uh, Chris for steering the ship of state that uh, also don't require email. Matt for his immense historical knowledge and recall and always, and always novel and breathtaking ways of looking at the world. Amber for the same thing. Amber is one of the most pivotal people I've ever known in my entire life. Uh, my life would com- be completely different had I not moved in with her when I'd moved here. I probably would be, I probably would have been my Halloween character. I probably would have turned into that guy. <laughs> uh, but no, and you, the listener, uh, this, thank you for giving me the greatest job in the world, for making me one of the luckiest people alive. It's so fun. It, literally every day, it's like, I cannot believe this happened. Yeah. Uh, just, I mean, I guess I, I, by going last, it's pretty great because you guys all said the stuff and I can just say uh, ditto because <laughs> uh, I agree. Everything you've said has been true of me too. The show has been the greatest thing to happen to me and it's because of you guys and because of the people listening and uh and yeah, it all just feels unreally blessed, and uh, I feel very, very fortunate. And I guess just on a final note, to everyone who uh, contributed a, uh, a roast to this episode, and are thinking, oh, like you know, when Will when Will asked me to do this, and I bet you're feeling pretty good about getting a couple zingers in there. I got one thing to say to you: when I asked you. When I asked you, when the fuck did I ever ask you to do anything without me? You personally <laughs> wouldn't fucking exist. <laughs> <laughs> Cheers, guys. Here's, in all honesty, 
here's to another 500 episodes, guys. Love all of you. Well, see everybody on Thursday. Yep. Back <laughs> to the podcast mine. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Bye, everybody. Hey, this is Trevor from Champagne Sharks. I got to say, when I first heard Chapo, I was like, this is a funny-ass show. This is hilarious. And it is serving a market that is people don't even know exists, but it is way too niche and way too insider baseball. So I love it, but there's only 20 of the most postingest people, including myself, that will be able to appreciate it. And I will enjoy this for the 20 episodes that it is likely to last. And I will be happy that I got to see a brilliant, underappreciated show for the short time it existed. And boy, was I wrong, and I'm glad. Love y'all. Be good. Keep it up. And hope y'all get 500 more. I cannot believe this many weirdos exist. Hey guys, international film correspondent Matt V. Brady here. I just wanted to congratulate you guys on 500 episodes of Chapo Trap House, or as I like to think of it, the 512th episode of the Emo Prog Army Radio Hour. Seriously though guys, it's an amazing achievement. I'm really proud of all of you, and it's just still wild to me to think that my friends from the computer are all Major League Democratic Party operatives now. So, well done. Hey, Amber and the rest. It's Dawn. Congratulations on episode 500. Um, Having you yell about the CIA in my ear every week, twice a week, for years, has actually made me happier and more optimistic. Um, It's the kind of thing I used to bumble to myself at the mall walking around alone. And uh, now to get it from you guys uh, makes me feel a little bit more sane. Um, You spawned a lot of jargon and spinoffs and clones over the years. And uh, I think that's actually a really great thing. Um, It can be annoying when the millionth chud gets corncobbed in your replies. Um, But there's something vital there that is helping build an alternative to our geo hell. Um, And hey, there's a concept that works. 20 million other chapos emerge. But no matter how many fish in the sea, it will be so empty without you. Thanks, gang. tonight in beautiful Las Vegas to celebrate Chapo Trap House, a podcast with many fans and no critics. They don't have COVID here. They cure COVID. There's no COVID in Vegas. You know, head out to Vegas, go to the casinos, have some fun. There's no COVID here. You're going to have a great great time. You're going to have a great time. You You ever listen to the show? No, uh, n- never, but wow, 100 episodes, that's so many.
100 episodes. Mr. Bean, I'm always saying this, Mr. Bean has accomplished so much. And you know how many episodes he had? Only fucking 15, one of them was a fucking clip show. Is that true? With those 15 episodes, he was able to revolutionize the medium and dominate the spirit of our era. And now, Mr. Bean culture is inescapable. I mean, you can't even leave a man alone in a room with a priceless painting without trusting him not to sneeze on it. The guy that Las Vegas had a picture of Mr. Bean in his jacket. That's, That's right. right. You know, Drill, a lot of people think Chapo Trap House is popular just because it's the world's first podcast, but uh, I think the real reason is uh, sex appeal. That's right. They, they love it. They love them women. Uh, you know, the people are out there, they're always saying, making these wild claims. They're always saying uh, the average Chapo fan has never seen a pussy. But that's ridiculous, because when they turn into the Chapo's Twitch stream, they see about five of them every time. And that's why tonight we're presenting a 21-gun salute in honor of the Chicks of Chapo. That's right, the babes. This one's for the ladies. Number five, Naomi Klein, or as I like to call her, Naomi Fine. This Canadian queen is known as the bad girl of the left. Then we've got number three, Red Scare Podcast. Dasha and Natasha of the Red Scare Podcast. I'm reading this off of cue cards. These little firecrackers are known as the bad girls of the left. And without them, Chapa wouldn't have any shows in the related podcast section not hosted by guys who look exactly like them. Well, you got, got any more ladies? Two. What else? Number two, often called the fifth Chapo, Will Minicker. Oh boy. Finally, I don't think there would be a Chapo Trap House without this chick. Because of her bad reputation, this chick is sometimes known as the bad girl of the left. Number one, Hillary Clinton. Who's that? She used to be president. You did, ladies. You're president now. Hope you uh, enjoy, you know, inflicting pain upon the male race. She's a bad girl. She's a little firecracker. She's got those fucking jeans on all the time, walking around them jeans looking... Looking fine as hell. She's got a pant suit that could fit two men in there. Uh, that suit makes me pant. Because I'm, I'm attracted to it. You, well, you want to fuck her. I mean, yeah. You want to fuck that's, her. Uh, yeah, that's my thing. That's my deal right now. Thank you. Uh, thank you, Chapo, uh, for having us on in the future. Thank you. Thank you for letting us do this for free. <laughs>